So, I recently heard a Geschmacka Vart and actually it has to do with at least the same Masechta that we're doing in Dafyami. I think it was in like the Lamed somewhere, maybe it was in Chavtes. There's a Gemara that says, um, Az Yashir, right? How did the Shir work? It's a three of Machlaikis. One Tana said, it was, it was Moshe saying, Ashir Lashem. And then everyone said, Ashir Lashem. Moshe said, Kigai And everyone said, Ashir Lashem. The whole Shira, Klai just repeated as a chorus of Shira Lashem. Um, <clears throat> I think maybe Akiva says it was repeated line after line. It means Moshe said a Shira Lashem, Klai Zal said a Shira Lashem, Moshe said Kigaiga, Klai Zal said Kigaiga. And the third Shita is a Nechemia who said Moshe said a Shira Lashem. And Kali Yisrael said a shira Hashem and continued on to sing the whole entire shira, and they said all the same thing. Beruch Hakodesh said the same words, but it was all one big shira. I mean, all it was it was all spontaneous. And the question that arises is as follows: Shira is shira when it comes from the heart. If you're singing joyously to Hashem to thank Him, and you're reading off a script, right? When you sing that alma mater in color war, and you're like in fifth grade, let's say, it's it's not emotional. You're just repeating the words. So what's pshat? So what's pshat? So Rav Shimon says it works like this: the words are there for you to tap into. This is about how I understood it. For example, he says, when you say hala, same words, every hala, right? So what does the words me'ashpais yorim evyen mean? He says, the chesam seifers, ashpais, and our ashpais are totally different things. We're being elevated from different ashpais, from different garbage heaps. And that is how Shira works. Shira works. Shira works. That you tap into the words of the Shira. And that is what you're giving thanks to Hashem. That means, yeah, if you're singing this song and you're singing, Oh, camp is so amazing. I'll miss you so much. Oh, what will I do? And then you're just trying to get through color war, which is what 99% of people will probably are doing. Now, as a Alamada songwriter, I actually do try to tap into the words. And if it's done right, and I wrote the words, so it's, it's mean, a little bit more meaningful, and it's sung correctly, it's a very powerful, emotional... It, c- it could lead to a very powerful emotional feeling. So when you're, when you're singing... 
Ashira and you mean it. And as I once asked, I once asked if I forced. It was a Tanakh program that I was running. Everyone was taking on a piece of Tanakh. The kids were taking it on and they were learning it and they were getting an incentive, whatever. And I said, I don't understand. Someone came over to me and said, How could this Abalabas came? He said, How could a kid learn Yeshaya? He's reading the art scroll. So he said to me, I'm a Kali, so I heard the words of Yeshaya and Yemiah. Did they understand it was the words of Rashi or the Matudas? That means there's a level of, of any words of Tanakh and any words of Tyra and any. Any any shira, that's at least if it's some it's ruach kaidish, for you to tap into, on some level, for you to tap into, you could tap into it, and it could be meaningful for you. When you think of the words, now if you sing a song, and you're not thinking of the words, then yeah, you're just saying a shira l'ashem, and when you saying a shira l'ashem, you're repeating after a thing you're doing. And if you're wondering, maybe you should just read it, because what's the difference anyway? You just have to get through it, or maybe learn. Then yeah, it's because if you if you're not trying to be inspired, then the words are meaningless. And I said the Bells of Rebbe, when he couldn't stand anymore, he wouldn't sing Lachadaiti because of Shemal Kabbat said, Lachadaiti should be said standing and sung. Now he didn't mean singing it in like a recital type of way, you know. That's not singing. That's not singing. That's reciting. Now, if we're trying to tap into a type of shira, and what's the shira of lachadaydi? Just agav. The shira of lachadaydi. It's a shira. Why? We start off with Shabbos, and we end up in the Beis Hamikdash. What's going on? We realize that the gift Hashem gave us of Shabbos, that He connects us to the content of Migdash. When it's Shabbos, the Mikdash is standing. That's why, that's why on Tishbev that falls on Shabbos we eat meat because it's basically uh, there's no there's no churban on, on Shabbos. Anyway, back to our point. So if you sing a song and you tap into the words, and the words are emotional, the words mean something to you. So then you accomplish something and you can get to a, a spiritual understanding and you can be singing Shira and praising Hashem even if you're repeating the words. Now why was I singing I J Shlu when I first when I first started? So I was walking, I walked into a grocery store and it was playing Eid Yeshvu. And the words, the words made me feel an emotion. Now, why? I don't know why it's wrong. It's because I think I, I resonate with the words. I like the words. I love the words to Eid Yeshvu, the story. And it reminds me of a word that one said. I don't know if I ever said it to you, but it's funny that it's Eid Yishama and Eid Yeshvu. And Eid Yishama, what I, what my, my word is that Eid Yishama is is the illusion that was an I was an A to to the Imashkachek Yerushalayim that is that is only a new thing that should be sung by a, by a, by a wedding Imashkachek Yerushalayim that didn't need to be sung when you knew what the words Ayyishama meant what they alluded to where they came from if you look at Yirmiyah and you find the word Ayyishama you're going to see that it's saying don't worry Ayyishama and, and sometime in the future they will be heard but Ara Yehuda in the city of of the city of Yehuda of Chutzis Yerushalayim, they'll be heard. Not now. It's paraphrased. So every other pasuk saying, even though now the city is destroyed and sishmetered and there will be a time where it's where where it's where it's back again. And and Oj Shvu, it's sort of like the Akiva Nechamtanu Vart. I don't even know if I put out that podcast, but the Akiva Nechamtanu, he says that Nevuah of 
of of Uriah Kain and the Navu of Zechariah are next to each other. Because Oyd Yeshu, there'll be a time where there'll be Zekinim and Zekinim and Zerachavis Yerushalayim again. There'll be children again in the streets. Then, then, one day there will be. And they connect together and just always reminds me. Maybe because I want to move there. I don't know what, but it always, it always, it always hits me. That, that I, and, I, and sometimes you could sing certain songs as a shiri, you could sing it, you could tap into that song, that niggin, and get into the, the kishkas and actually understand a little bit of, of what's going on with that song. And maybe now that I've um, mentioned that vart that I never said about Akiva, maybe Akiva and Pesach and everything, that I should actually publish that one also, put it, post it tonight or today or whatever. But anyway, the song Oid Yeshvu is a really powerful song, and when you understand the words, it's actually meaningful. As opposed to a nice niggin, when you know the words, you don't know anymore, or busy listening to like this, like you know, <clears throat> noisy music, and doesn't get get you anywhere. And um, that's just my um, thought for the day. So let's try to like tap in to the nigunim, to the shiris that are being presented to us on all different occasions and using it to inspire us to serve Hashem in a more meaningful way.